It's time for Paying It Forward with Josephine Jirasi. Everyone has learned lessons in life during their lifetime. Some good, some bad. But from everyone, there has been something learned. And now it's time to share that knowledge. It's called Paying It Forward. Here, these lessons learned are then paid forward to you. With you, Paying It Forward too. Josephine put her professional career on hold after the birth of her first child and turned her attention to being a full-time mother. Well, three kids later, Josephine started her own company, MyMomKnowsBest.com and Glovies, but was dismayed by a lack of information that people would share to help entrepreneurs be successful. That's where Paying It Forward was born. This is Paying It Forward on TriggyNet.com. And now, here's your host, Josephine Jirasi. Well, good morning, here. I am so excited about our show today. I have to say, it is one of my favorite shows. I know it's going to be one of my favorite shows, but the reason is because I absolutely love, love, love interviewing fellow mom entrepreneurs, especially those who have a product. Because as you know, as a mom entrepreneur trying to bring my Glovius product to the marketplace, it's always so much fun to kind of bounce things off of other mom entrepreneurs. And it's so funny because a lot of times when I see a, a mom entrepreneur, it's almost like we become instant friends and we give each other a certain look because we know exactly what their life is all about because we're juggling so much. So it's like a camaraderie that we have that is amazing. So let's start off with my business tip of the week. And, you know, I thought long and hard about it this week, and I realized that I think I have mastered working hard. I'm not so convinced that I've mastered playing hard. And in the beginning stages of any business, we work so, so hard. Nobody really knows who's up at three in the morning taking care of business because the house is so quiet. But I also think, I don't know, I just woke up the other day and I said, I don't know if it's midlife crisis or what, but I'm saying, wow, my life is going by so fast. My kids are getting big so fast. I better start learning how to play just as hard as I work. So that is the business tip of the week. It's work hard and play hard. Okay, as for our guest. Our guest today is Debbie Glickman, and Debbie was actually a fellow host on Toginet at one point, but she is the founder and president of Fairytale Wishes, and it is an amazing company. She has worked so hard and is so successful in a fairly short period of time. What um, Fairytale Wishes is all about is they are manufacturers of natural aromatherapy sprays for children. I have to say, seriously, they're amazing products. The products are designed to help children empower um, the, actually, they're designed to help empower children in a free, engaging, it's a magical way to overcome common fears and anxieties associated with childhood. So as parents, we all know at some point in our children's lives when they're younger, they're always afraid of the monsters under the bed or For us, when we were younger, it was called the boogeyman. I said that to my children the other day, and they looked at me and said, who's the boogeyman? But it's one of those sprays that will alleviate lots of those fears. 
So Debbie and, you know, Fairy Tale Wishes, they've gotten a slew of awards and Debbie's going to tell us more about them, but she was like one of the top 50 mompreneurs on the common website, um, babble.com. And <laughs> she's, won, she's won major awards. She'll tell us about that as well as getting written up, writing articles in major business magazines. So that's the background for Debbie. So I wanted to tell you all about her so that you can realize she's got tons of credentials and she's a great mom as well. I could tell by all of the pictures and everything. So with that, let's welcome Debbie Glickman to Paying It Forward. Good morning, Debbie. Wow, that was some introduction. I hope I can live up to that, Josephine. <laughs> My goodness. Oh, yes, you can. I'm just going to hang out here all day. <laughs> because I follow you all over the place. You look like you have an absolutely amazing, gorgeous, you definitely have a gorgeous family, but you seem like you really pull it together, Debbie. That's my impression. I'm what do you so think? glad I'm pulling the wool over somebody's <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I, I, I kind of walk around feeling that way, right? I hope, I hope nobody really uh, finds me out, right? <laughs> Well, let me tell you, when I'm texting you from the soccer field at 9 o'clock at night and I had my poor daughter sleeping in the back of the car as I'm waiting for my son to come off the soccer field, I was laughing because I said, only Debbie would really understand what my life is like, you know, Definitely. because I'm sure. Without I'm sure a doubt. So, Debbie, tell us a yes, little bit. I am. Well, you know, I mean, first of all, I think, um, I, you know, I agree with your with your assessment in that there is a kinship um, among mompreneurs, right? I mean, we all kind of know what it's like to juggle being a mom and being a business owner and being a wife, um, you know, holding down the fort at the house. We really have so many hats that we wear and that we juggle, and so... Meeting an, another woman, whether virtually or, I mean, because we've never met face-to-face, -face, but we've been <laughs> friends for a long time, right? Right. It's um, amazing. I feel like I know you, Debbie. I feel like we've met. I feel like right. we've known each other for years. It's so funny, but because of our right. similarities. Well, and we have. We've known each other for years, and we certainly, you know, have have um, counted on each other when, when needed. Um, uh -huh. And I think that that's what this journey is all about, right? I mean, it's, it is the empowerment of women to have it all, right? And, and it's hard to have it all at one time, but oh. we try. <laughs> we try <laughs> our very best. And yes. um, sometimes it's easier than others, right? Absolutely. Um, I mean, even this morning, Debbie, I... You know, some mornings go so smoothly in my house, getting the three kids out to school and getting my husband off to work and getting myself prepped for work. Some mornings go so smoothly. I have to tell you, I had a little tough morning this morning and my oldest son was having a bit of a meltdown and I was like, okay, come on, you got to pull it together here because I have my radio show and right. that's all I kept thinking in the back of my mind. I got a lot to do here. You got to get to school. And sure enough, he was so upset. I couldn't put him on the bus like that. And the only thing that would calm my son down was the dog. I said, we'll just take the dog to school with us. And it's amazing right. 
you know, that that I had to shift. I have to had to shift his mood. And in the back of my head, I'm always, you know, thinking about work like, oh, my God. So that is we are always juggling a lot. And I know you probably feel the same way. It's our, our business is another child. And it's it's really sure. tough juggling it all. So, Debbie, but I think is, that, you know, yeah, if you keep your priorities in check, you know, if you, I mean, for me, my kids always, always come first, as I'm sure yours do. And, yes. you know, the beauty about having your own business is that, you know what, if it, if it waits another day, it, it can wait another day. You know, if you have a sick child at home and you have to go to the doctor, at least you work for yourself. You know, I mean, that's the positive of it. Um, the negative of that is that sometimes things don't get done as fast as you would like them to get done or in the way that you would have done them if you had an office <laughs> that you could go yes. to every day and escape your responsibilities um, at home. So I think it's hard to balance that when you've got laundry to do and grocery shopping and dinner to put on the table because unfortunately husbands don't always get that you do work and just because your office is at oh, home doesn't I can't mean believe. that yeah. you're not working. It's hard, right? It's I can't hard believe you just of, said um, that, Debbie. I can't believe you just said that for <laughs> two reasons, two reasons. I am at the point in my business that I'm contemplating getting an office out of the home. And I have to tell you, <laughs> I thought about it long and hard yesterday. I haven't come up to a conclusion yet. But I've spoken to, I've interviewed over 150 entrepreneurs and a lot of the mom entrepreneurs that I've talked to, their business had actually taken a huge churn once they made the decision to get the office out of the home. And what I have a problem with is, like yesterday, and I know you do the same thing, it's like once we get a project done in the office, it's like, okay, let me throw a load of laundry in. Let me do this. Let me do that. The thing that I'm afraid of about getting an office out of the home is, what if I do that? Who's doing the laundry? That still all has to get done. Right. Right, it's, right. It's a really tough decision, and I'm trying to figure that out. And it's funny how you bring up, you know, the spouses. I think they try – I personally think some men, some, I'm not saying all, have a tough time multitasking where women, I feel like we're born to have to multitask. We don't have a choice right. about it. We have to do it. And a lot of times what seems to be so easy – for us, it really isn't. And sometimes we have meltdowns because we're only human. And it's just hard when sometimes a spouse just doesn't understand the magnitude of what really gets done. Right. It's How's- true. And I and I don't think that they that they understand the magnitude. And I'll tell you something. I have a husband who really helps. I mean he's a he's a great, you know, he does the dishes after dinner and you know, he'll drive the kids if I need him to drive the kids if he's home. And he's an entrepreneur himself. However, he still, you know, he doesn't understand from from a business standpoint because, um, you know, his company is 
been in business for 12 years and um you know he he's the breadwinner in our family and he doesn't understand how long it takes to kind of build a brand and yeah. from that standpoint it's very difficult to justify your existence as a business when you're not bringing in as much money as him right we're in the same <laughs> boat and i can't believe we're coming up on a break but debbie we speak the same language and bringing a product to the marketplace it is a true challenge and the most important thing we have to do is get our brand out there so that we truly are distinguished from anybody out there so with that we're gonna take a quick break and we're gonna be back with debbie glickman from fairy tale wishes in just a few minutes terrific Right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Are you ready to start rocking that woohoo that only you do? Because Lisa Stedman is on a mission. She will dare you, challenge you, enlighten you, provoke and empower you to bring out that inner woohoo. Lisa is an internationally acclaimed best-selling author. She is a breakup expert, a brand consultant, CEO of Woohoo Inc. and the Woohoo Radio Network. She will show you how to take your boohoo and turn it into woohoo. Get rebellious and get real. Get your dreams off the back burner. Get inspired and motivated to take action. Start rocking that woohoo that only you do in love, life, and business. She is going to be here for you every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time. Only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Listen, something is brewing. The beautiful business evolution is coming. The way we do business is about to change for the better, forever. This is real business at its very best. On Beautiful Business Radio, you will learn what it means to truly prosper, how to nourish yourself and your business, how to earn what you deserve and make a difference in the world. The tide is rising. The change is here. Discover a new way to live, love, and partner with yourself and your business on Philippa Rollins Presents Beautiful Business Radio, where you matter and your business thrives every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Central Standard Time, only here on the Woohoo Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Debbie Glickman on the line. So, Debbie, tell me, when you were younger, as a child, did you do anything that would ever make you think that you were going to be an entrepreneur? You know, not really, to be honest with you. I mean, I um, I was always very... I was talking about this yesterday with my mom because, you know, I'm trying to get my, my oldest, who's about to turn 14, kind of passionate about something. And she's always, you know, she's a great idea person, and she's 
She's, you know, very, um, she's an old soul and she's very charitable in her thinking, but she's not, she hasn't really found her passion yet. And I think it was really until I was in college that, you know, I, I, I never really felt like I was good at anything in particular, right? I was just, the okay. thing that I was really good at was being, I was always like a great friend. <laughs> Very social. Yeah, but that's important. Um, yes. but, well, but you don't really understand that until you get into the business world, right? Um, Absolutely. So I, I was, I, unbeknownst to me, I was uh, raised by a, by a, man, my dad, who I love very much, who's my mentor, who is uh, the president of a rather large agency, advertising agency here in Chicago. And um, it really wasn't until I got into college that, you know, I thought that that was really what I wanted to do because I was raised on it and it was kind of in my blood. And so, and it was a very social business, right? Advertising is a very social industry. And mm-hmm. um, whether you're helping clients grow their businesses um, and trying to find ways to brand their businesses um, takes, a, you know, a, a good relationship with a client. And so that's kind of where I found my strength to be was in that relationship building business. And, you know, I was very successful in that business, and um, little did I know that it would really be the launching pad of fairy tale wishes because, um, you know, while I knew nothing about manufacturing a product, <laughs> right. I did know about building a brand. And, you know, and I knew, you know, the problem is, is that, you know, I worked on brands like Kraft Foods, which... You know, these are right. brands and products that are all in established product categories that all mega have companies, multi-million right. dollar budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, and here I was not only introducing a new brand to the marketplace, but really in a new category as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think, you know, that's been the biggest barrier for me is that you really under you can underestimate how much capital you need to introduce a brand um, to the marketplace. And what we do, as you know, a lot of the marketing that we do for our products is very grassroots in nature um, because we don't have those big budgets and we're talking right. to moms. Um, and so you have to be as intrusive as you possibly can be without those big budgets. Um, yeah, but, but how lucky you know, are we, being- Debbie, how lucky are we that we're able to do social media as a grassroots means of bringing our, you know, getting our brand out there? I mean, years ago, think think right. about it, that anybody that was trying to do what we were doing 15 years ago just couldn't couldn't do it the way we are. There's no way. I mean, there's no way that we could, that we could reach our target market in the way that we do without spending, you know, millions and millions of dollars because, because social media has really brought to the forefront the ability to reach moms in a way that's relevant to them and the way that they, you know, check in, in with their daily life, whether it be Facebook or Twitter or LinkedIn even to kind of connect with other like-minded mompreneurs, Right. Absolutely. 
I'll tell you, it's amazing. I've had great success with all of that. And uh, I'm bringing a new Glovey's version to the marketplace. And that's the first thing on my list that I'm going to do. I'm going to send it to the top mom bloggers so that they can test out the product. And it's just amazing. I mean, even Debbie, I have my Glovey's on Amazon now and I've gotten gotten, you know, it's only two reviews, but anybody that goes on and sees the reviews, it really means a lot. I really do that we're, think that word of mouth helps our brand and helps our product so much. Well, the thing is, Josephine, is that you're a mom, right? Yeah. And so it then becomes, it becomes a little bit easier for somebody like you and I to market our products within our target market because we know, as moms, how we research a product and that those reviews on Amazon or when you see something on Facebook um, and people are commenting or liking it or are on your page to, to see a recent launch or where your products are located, that that is a place where moms are checking in with each other um, across the country or across the world every day, multiple times a day, right? Sure. I mean, it, yeah. it really, so it we are the target market. How You know, That's we right. are the target market and it's great. So Debbie, I, I have to tell you, we, we are living parallel lives. It's amazing because I knew absolutely nothing about manufacturing. And years later, I turn around and I have to laugh at myself because I think back and I'm like, who did I think I was that I came up with a concept or product like you in a new category? And who did I think I was that I thought in my head, no big deal. I have a concept. I'll get it manufactured and I'll put it on the shelves and everybody will love it and everybody will buy it. We're trying to do what the big guys are doing, and it's so funny that it's just us. And I I personally think we've come a long, long way. I sound like, you know, the – what was that cigarette? What was that cigarette, Debbie? Oh, God, I I don't know. The cigarette slogan. Oh, the Virgin Slims. Yeah, the Virgin Slims. We've come a long way, and I honestly feel that way. But how did you go about getting your manufacturer? Well, you know what? I I am a person who asks a lot of questions, right? And I do. Huh. I have a. I, I'm so fortunate in that I have a huge network of friends and colleagues. And when I first started out, I actually had a different manufacturer, and the manufacturer that I had was somebody that I went to high school with. Um, he was a bit older than me, but he had a, he has a company here in Chicago and I phoned him up and I said, I don't know if you remember me, but you know, we're two fellow Highland Park high school graduates and here's my idea. Can you help me out? And he was terrific and, you know, sent me the scent profiles that I asked for on, you know, my specific products and we ended up going into production in the first production and he really helped me out saying, listen, do not do a big run of inventory because what your product looks like today is going to look very different five years from now. And whether you change the label or whether you change ingredients in in your product or the name or whatever it is, you don't want to have to be stuck 
with leftover inventory. And so my advice, his advice to me was to manufacture um, in, in smaller quantities. Oh, Debbie, I have to now. tell you, that is one of the biggest lessons I learned with my first product. And you were so lucky to get that advice so early on because with my first product, I didn't know any better. And of course, the manufacturer wanted me to order the most and he kept enticing me saying, well, I'll charge you less the more you buy. And somehow I got looped into it and it was a huge mistake because my packaging completely changed and I completely changed the whole product. This time around, I did exactly what he suggested, and I did a smaller quantity for the first run. And I have to tell you, I just came back from the NACDS show, and a lot, I got feedback from so many buyers, and I'm going to tweak my box, you know, the size of my box a bit, and I'm so glad that it is important. I agree with you 100%. Start out with that small, your initial order should be a small, the smallest quantity, I think, as possible, and it's so much right. easier to just do a reorder. So great advice. And you know, you do you do pay a little bit more, right, for right. not producing as much. However, you know, you have to kind of weigh what the risk is. So the risk is if you're ordering, you know, ten thousand of each SKU of your product, you could be stuck. I mean, really, I, I ordered, I think I, I, my first order was 500 of each one of my, of my products. So I had, you know, 2,000 bottles in inventory, which is, to this day, I don't keep much more of that than that in, in my inventory because things are changing very quickly. Like, we just changed our bottle size from a 4-ounce to a 2-ounce. And okay. so... You know, I'm in, in the in the process of kind of flowing through all my four ounce products to get to the two ounce because what we found was that if we could lower our price point, and you know that p- customers are very very fickle with price points, and yes. you want, want to make sure that you're giving them the best value for their money, um, and so we decided that the $9.99 price point was a little bit too high and that our sweet spot was $7.99. And so we're in the process of changing our bottle size to from a 4-ounce to a 2-ounce so that people can travel with it um, on planes because, you know, kids love to bring their little sprays on their on their trips and put it in their backpack. It's their little security blanket. Sure. And um, that, the, that anyone will spend $7.99. For a bottle of fairy tale wishes, it's not. It, there is no barrier to the seven ninety nine price point. It's a great I little agree. add on for a gift. Yeah, right. I agree with you. So, um, it is so important that you figure out that right price point, and sometimes it's trial and error to really figure out that right, sweet exactly. spot. And I think you have right. really, really nailed it, but I can't believe we're halfway through the show. We're getting ready to come up on another um, on another break here. And when we come back, my question to you, Debbie, is going to be, what do you do with your old product or your old inventory that you're trying to phase out? So when we come back, we're going to ask Debbie that and we'll get her answer on that. And we will be back shortly. Thanks, everyone.
be right back with more Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Do you feel like when you watch a cooking show or read a food magazine that the recipes are not practical for a busy family? Do you wish you could have a conversation with someone about the best way to get dinner on the table fast after a long day at work? Are you tired of cooking dinner only to have your family turn up their nose at all of your hard work? Do you want to hear more about healthy living and finding more time to find your passion in life? We'll pull up a chair and visit with Heather Tallman, host of Around the Kitchen Sink. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. here on Tugginet Radio. Like many women, finding balance in life and time to take care of yourself is hard to do. Between managing a career and marriage and children and a busy family schedule, it's hard to maintain a sense of self. And Heather shares how she does it. Check out Heather's website, basilmama.com. Join us for food and a whole lot more on Around the Kitchen Sink with your host, Heather Tallman. Thursday nights at 10 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on Toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Debbie Glickman with us from Fairytale Wishes. So, Debbie, before break, I had asked the question, what do you do with your old products? So when you decide that you're going from a four-ounce bottle to a two-ounce bottle, how do you phase a four-ounce bottle out? Well, there are a couple of different ways that, you know, you can, you can kind of um, do that. You can, run, you can run a promotion. Um, and try and, you know, flow through all of your old product. You can certainly um, give it to organizations that might need it. Like, you know, we, we work with um, some kids, some kids philanthropic organizations that we can, you know, send product to them and, you know, help kids that are in need and, you know, get a tax write-off um, in, the same, in the same breath. So you're kind of killing two birds with one stone. Or, you know, you can just kind of flow it through as it sells and see what happens um, and see how long, you know, you just kind of flow it through one one product by one product. So there are a bunch of different ways that you can go about kind of switching gears and then, you know, doing a promotion on your brand new size. Those are great suggestions, but you know what, Debbie, you bring up a good point, and it made me think about something. Going back to ordering, you need to figure out how much product to order. It's so important as entrepreneurs that we realize 
really think because you know the you decide decide that two thousand bottle was you that you would hold. It's brilliant. Huh? If you order ten thousand products, guess what? We have to put it in storage. And every day that our product is yep. sitting in storage, it's the price of that product. Our profit is going down and down every single day. So that's another key to keep in mind that um, you really have to figure out your quantities in the, you know, in the right way, if that makes sense. Right. And listen, I'm really <laughs> fortunate in that um, I'm very fortunate in the fact that my my current manufacturer is, you know, 30 minutes from my house. And, um, it's, you know, my products are made right here in Libertyville, Illinois. And, um, my manufacturer is wonderful about making me small batches so that I don't have to keep it in storage and that I can pay for it as I go. Um, because, you know, I love when people are like, oh my gosh, you're so successful. Your products are everywhere. You must be (laughs) making a ton of money. And, you know, I, I laugh at that because, you know, as much as we try to keep our costs down and our offices are in our houses and, you know, what people don't realize, I think, is how much money it costs to maintain a business. And I'm talking about, um, you know, a website, maintaining your website and it's insurance. True and accounting fees and, you know, your state, um, you know, your corporation taxes and all of those things that at the end of the day you're like, oh, boy. How so much why am I doing this? <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And so, you, you know, I think the lesson is, is that you have to really be aware before you go into it that it uh-huh. takes a really, really long time. And tack on that much more time if you are, a, you know, a, a mompreneur. Yeah. You're so right. right. Because How many times? Um, yeah. all, of those, all of those things go into... They go into the to the mix um, of of your time and your energy spent. It's not as if you have an entire team working on your um, on your product. It's you yourself and you. And you know the the other thing that we had started talking about at the beginning of the hour was you know the journey of you know the you know meeting and networking with other mompreneurs, which I think. For me, and I don't know about you, but I have really kind of learned the power of being a woman mm-hmm. um, in this world and how great we are to each other and how women want other women to succeed. And I have, I have encountered so many phenomenal people who have, you know, gone to bat to be my cheerleader, who I've gone to bat to be their cheerleader and that you know, when you put something out there on Facebook, like, can you do something for me that all of the fellow mompreneurs are the first ones up at the plate to say, tell me how I can help you. And it is, isn't it like so refreshing? Because don't you remember in middle school, all the mean girls? And, you know, there's a shift that takes place when you get to be an adult woman and you, and you meet all of these like-minded people who 
mm-hmm. who you just want to help and they want to help you. And it is, it's so much fun to be part of that camaraderie, um, which I don't think men have the same camaraderie. I really yeah. don't. I think they're very I truly, truly agree with you. And I wish, I think the biggest challenge we have juggling so many balls is that we had more time. Like, wouldn't it be nice if mompreneurs just had, like, even just two extra hours in the day? <laughs> I think we would move so much quicker. But that's what we lack. It's just time it's not that we can't do something we can do whatever we put our mind to that's what my mom always told me but the thing is the one thing we only have a finite amount is time and as much as i love networking gosh i just love it so much i've been to such incredible conferences and you come back like like superwoman <laughs> ready to conquer the world right. after two days seminar. But the truth of the matter is, gosh, imagine all the sacrificing we go to just to go to a two-day conference. You know, we've got to take care of the childcare. We've got to make sure our business all loose and all for a two-day thing. So it's really, really hard. As much as I love doing it, I don't do it as much. Right. You know, I went to my very first trade show last October, and it was for a week, and it was in Louisville, Kentucky. And it just so happened. Was it the ABC show? Yes. Were you there? Okay. Yeah, were you there? there, I wasn't there last year. I went when uh, my first Glovies came out, and it's an amazing experience, isn't it? It was a, yeah, it was, and you know, I was a little bit disappointed at the foot traffic of the show, but that's neither here nor there. But I, you know, I, here I go and I I bring one of my best girlfriends to help me at the show. And it just so happened that that week that I was gone, that the teachers at my kid's school decided to go on strike. Oh, for God's sake. So here I am in Louisville, Kentucky, right? And my husband is home with the kids. And normally, you know, the teachers go on strike or there's a snow day or there's a day off right. school, and I'm home, right? Not a big deal. But he was scrambling. I mean, it was like, you know, anything that could have happened that week happened. And oh. you just, you you realize then that, you know, being away from, it's really hard to go to those trade shows, you know? It is. It is. It's a huge sacrifice. But you know what my thing is? I'm okay with the airfare and the hotel and all of the cost of the conference show because that's an investment in our our business. I'm okay with that. But I'll tell you, my biggest expense when I take a five-day business trip or a week business trip, my biggest expense is childcare. And, you know, tax that on I'll never forget when I went to China. I cannot, Debbie, I have no idea how much I had to pay this woman to come to my house to take care of my role of being a mom. But I had three children under four. And I had to pay top dollar because they were my babies. They had to be taken care of. And my husband had no choice. He had to go to work. So I'll tell you, that's really, really tough. And it's an added factor. You know, the child care. 
I can't believe this show is going so right. quick. You know, but um, but all right. So let's see, Debbie. Talk about your accomplishments. What are your big as a mom entrepreneur doing your business now since two thousand and nine? So four years into your business, what is your definition of success? Well, I think you know my first definition of success is just having a a product that is in the marketplace, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't um, it amazing? I think you know there is you know there's a, a a big difference from people who kind of just come up with an idea, mm-hmm. and then there are people who actually kind of you know go to the lengths that it takes to get to get it into the market, which is a huge undertaking all in itself. Um, you know, I think, I think that, you know, all of the awards that we have won have been phenomenal and certainly validation that it is a, um, it's a product worth being out there in the market. Um, it's always a lot of fun when you win, when you win certain awards, especially, you know, the Dr. Toy Award. I mean, she's just, you know, one of the most coveted awards to win and she's been a huge champion of fairy tale wishes and you oh, know, really loves our products um which you know moms look for that dr toy seal mm-hmm. of approval um and then the creative child awards the reason why i'm very very particular about all of the awards that i enter into and that is because they're they can be very expensive uh-huh. um and this particular award I loved because it was evaluated by parents and teachers. Um, and so ultimately, the people that are buying my products, um, as opposed to kind of a boardroom of people that may or may not have children even. So I think you have to be very careful about some of the awards that you enter and how that fares in your budget. Um, because it's expensive, as I'm sure you know. Sure. Um, I, think, I think that's a great point yeah. that you bring up. But, you know, we're coming up on a break, but when we can't wait to hear Debbie's five business tips, because I know that they're going to be amazing. And when we come back, we're going to start off our last segment with Debbie telling us how everybody can purchase her one. So with that, we'll take a break and we will be right back. Thanks, everyone. With Josephine Jones, right after these on Toginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. 
Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Finally, a show that supports women who are in the midst of a transition in midlife. The show is Second Wind. Here's what certified coach, author, and host of Second Wind, Joyce Buford, wants you to know. It's so empowering for women to hear about other women and their accomplishments. We all need cheerleaders, someone who's on our side. Second Wind is that program to help women connect with other women, hear other women's stories. In a stressful world. Find power in those stories. Learn to discover your passions and joys again. Create the life you want to live to the fullest. Join us for Second Wind with Joyce Buford. Tuesdays at 9 a.m. Central right here on the TogiNet Radio Network. Welcome back to Paying It Forward, the show dedicated to helping every entrepreneur be more successful as we discuss accomplishments, lessons learned, and sharing those ideas. Now, let's get back to Paying It Forward with Josephine Girasi on toginet.com. Well, welcome back, everyone. It's Josephine here, and we have Debbie Glickman with us from So, you know, during break, Debbie and I were discussing something. I think this is worthwhile talking about before we get to our five business tips. So I was explaining to Debbie how my mentor, the wonderful David Pinto, we are constantly in a heated discussion all the time about bringing Glovies to the marketplace because I firmly believe that when you're bringing a new brand to the marketplace, it's so important to get your publicity, to let people know that you exist almost before you get on the shelves because once you're on the shelves, how, you know, I was taught very early on that getting on the shelves is the easy part. It's getting off the shelf that is the hard part. So what is your feeling about distribution, Debbie? Maybe it's a little bit of Well, I, listen, you know, we live in the, – the, the rules, I believe, are a little bit different than when you and I started out in the business world, and that is because there was no e- e-commerce in existence, right? Right. So the fact of the matter is that no matter where you live, you can buy fairy tale wishes either, you know, on my website or on, you know, stores that carry my products, websites, um, that you don't really need to have a brick and mortar um, way of distributing your products. Although it makes it a lot more convenient because, you know, your consumers don't have to pay for shipping and they don't have to wait for the product. Um, And I do feel that it is your responsibility as an entrepreneur that has an e-commerce site that if your customer is going through the trouble of ordering your products on your website that, you know, I never, ever send any product out in less than 24 hours. It always goes out within 24 hours, even if I'm on vacation. (laughs) I find somebody to send it out for me because I feel that that is, listen, it's amazing to me, but 
not so amazing that a lot of my orders come in around, you know, either really late at night when parents can't get their kids to go to sleep. And they're like, I'm up to my wit's end and I need something for my kids and the monsters in the closet or they won't stay in their bed or whatever it is. And so I know how desperate a parent is when they are ordering my product online because they need it and their kids need it. And so I feel that it's my responsibility to get it to them as soon as I possibly can. Um, In terms of distribution, you have to be very careful as an entrepreneur because when you go into business, all of a sudden all these reps will come out of the woodwork and they love your products and they want to carry your products and they want to, you know, have them in their showrooms and you don't under, I didn't understand certainly at the beginning that, you know, that there were people out there that were scammers, that I was paying money to have them, you know, just to be the privilege of having them carry my products in addition to the commission that I was paying them. And so um, I, I am fortunate in that I do have really, really reputable reps now, but it was very difficult for me to, you know, at the beginning I was, you know, paying showrooms like $2,500 just to have my products in their showroom, just to have oh, them yeah. there without selling right. anything. Um, and so that was just kind of my naivete. And you have to, and you know, I was thinking to myself, well, there's no way that I can be selling my products all over the country. So I need these reps to help me sell my product, which, you know what, you really don't. Um, spend that money on going to a trade show um, if you're going to do that. Um, and I'm not saying that there are not great reps out there because there are. And if you want them, you can certainly check on my website and, and reach out to them because right now I have a great stable of reps. But it took a long time to get them. Um, and, you know, you I just, agree you, with you. I yeah. always say that. Yeah. I think that yeah. the reps are really, I'm sure there's a handful of really, really good ones. But I honestly feel, because I've gone on some pretty big um, sales pitches, but I have to tell you, whenever I had a sales rep in the room with me, the buyer was never looking at the sales rep. It was all right. about the passion that you and I have as inventors of the product. So, but that's like you right. Said, the thing is, are we really in the position to get in the car and travel around the United States? It's a little difficult. It's tough, but I know some. It's hard. It's people. really hard. Yeah. yeah. Some, and some you know, people the thing that is really that you're right. Right. There are people that are. Um, that are very good at selling their product. Now, I could go out and I could sell your product without even batting an eyelash, but it's very (laughs) difficult for a lot of people, including myself, to make calls and to get hung up on, um, you know, about your your product. product. Because when it's it's like selling your baby, you know what I mean? You you have such a personal attachment to it, and I hate to be rejected. And there are a lot of people out there that are like, oh, whatever, I move on to the next thing. But for me, it's really, really difficult um, with my own products. And so I thought, well, maybe the way to, to combat that is to get reps to sell it for me and I'm willing to give them a commission. And, you know, sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, but, you know, that also 
goes into your bottom line and your profits is what you have to pay your reps. And so you have to figure out whether or not that's worth it to you or not. Yeah, that's a really, really good point. So, all right, let's move on to the business tips. Debbie, what's your first business tip? Well, I think if you have an idea, the first thing that you really want to do is you really need to do your due diligence and do your research um, as to how much it's going to cost you to manufacture your product and to get your business up and running. And the other piece of it that is really, really important is to order all of your competition and evaluate it. Um, Do not discount that because your competitors are real and you want to make sure that your product has its very own unique product differences and features. Um, So I think that that's the very first thing. You know, do you need to trademark your your product? Do you need to file a patent for your product? Is it possible to patent your product? All of those things. It's a very, very first uh, important first step. Um, The second thing that you need to do, and I think this is very intimidating to a lot of people, including myself, is to do some sort of a business plan. Right. Um, Whether it's mapping out a three-year goal or a five-year goal? How are you going to market your products? What new products do you have in the pipeline? How much is it going to cost you to manufacture these new products? How are you going to market them? It's really just kind of a snapshot. It doesn't need to be complicated. It's for your own, it's for your own self to know and to kind of go back to, um, to check and make sure that you are online with your goals. Yeah, and you know what, Debbie, I know it does sound so overwhelming to so many people, but what I've learned through the years of me running Glovies is that even just a one-page business plan is so, so, so important, and I, I think the two of us have actually funded our own businesses, but that business plan really, really comes into play when you need a bank loan. So it's always really good to have that business plan. So just keep it simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. Just keep it really, really simple. And you don't even really have to. And if you're lost as to how to even start it, go online and just Google how to write a business plan. And there are lots and lots of templates that you can use as a launching pad and just start doing it and just, you know, it'll flow from there because it's a way for you to get your ideas out on paper. Yeah. For your own. I I think that's great. Okay. So how about Um, business number three? The third, the third is, is that you need to be prepared to take calculated risks. Um, Whether that's, you know, in hiring reps, um, that you don't know or, you know, that you haven't heard, you know, haven't heard about, take marketing risks that, you know, a different way to market your product outside of the box. And, you know, you have to be prepared and, and to say to yourself, what is the downside versus the upside? And, you know, it helps to write those pros and those cons on paper just to kind of see you know, if it's a calculated risk, if it's an extreme risk or, you know, a low risk. 
So I think that that's a really important exercise to do when thinking about how to market your your product. You know, I love that idea um, to write things down, Debbie, because you're so right. A lot of times when I have to make a decision and I'm having a really tough time with it, even if I just take out a fresh piece of paper and put pros and cons, sometimes when you can just see it written down on paper, it's so much easier to come to some kind of conclusion. Right, right. It just becomes transparent when you can see it on paper. Right. And then the next thing is, you know, as much as you need to be prepared for success, I think it is equally important to be prepared for failure um, because what happens when we fail is that we learn and we can grow and not everything is going to, not everything that you do in your business is going to be a home run. It can't be because, you know, we are functioning, you know, from a place that we learn something every day, hopefully, what to do. Um, and so some things you're not going to be successful at. And I think you have to really prepare yourself mentally and fiscally for those failures um, because they will happen. And it's how you deal with them. And I, right. I always say I always give myself a 24-hour rule to be, like, upset about something. Oh, that's a great there's rule. no sense in while 24-hour upset rule. Uh, you know, 24 hours. You're allowed to so, cry, you're allowed to be sad, you're allowed that, to pout and be crabby about it, and then 24 hours later, it's done. It's over. Nothing else can happen. You know, you've got to move on from it and pick yourself up and move forward. Okay. So we have and less than 30 seconds. So tip All right. My I, last one is, is you'll like this one, Joe, is <laughs> to pay it forward. That's oh, my last that. one is really is to go out of your way to help other entrepreneurs. And that is, you know, probably the most important because everything that you give out, you get back tenfold. And don't do it Wonderful. just to get it back, but you, you learn. Well, from thank others. you, Debbie Glip. Man, you can purchase her product on Fairy Tale Wishes, and I hope you'll be a guest again on Pay It, Paying It Forward. And to all my listeners, have Anytime. a great time. And I'll see you next week. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for having me. Thanks, Okay, bye-bye. Thanks. Or be more Bye. successful. Each week we'll be discussing Bye. accomplishments. Let's